You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. In this episode of the Boner City Hypnotist Podcast, I'm going to share with you the six things you must know before you see or hire a hypnotherapist. And I'm also going to give away a free hypnosis guide. Stay tuned. Mm, Your ideas are intriguing to me, and I wish to subscribe to your newsletter. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, people? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, coming back to you again on this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast. Um, This will be a good one because this is going to give you some valuable information. And we're going to be talking today about six things that you must know before you see or hire a hypnotherapist, which will be, be, I guarantee you need this information before you make that decision. So you can find me at MotorCityHypnotist.com. That's where my blog is and also the podcast links will be. You can also follow me on my social media on YouTube and Facebook at Motor City Hypnotist and on Twitter at Motor City Hypno and also Instagram. You can also find me on Patreon if you'd like to support the show financially. That would be greatly appreciated. Just help me to bring you continuous good content and also uh, share your ideas for what you want to hear in future shows. So again, if you want to support the channel financially, I would greatly appreciate that. And you can find me on Patreon at Motor City Hypnotist. And please also subscribe to the show wherever you're listening, um, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or any of your other podcast providers. Please subscribe and uh, leave a review for the show. I would much appreciate it. And again, that helps us out here as well. And please also join me each week as I co-host the Psyched by MG podcast. That's another podcast that I do with my friend, Mary Grace, and we do also cover mental health and uh, self-help issues in that podcast. So again, you can find me there as well. So I think I plugged away, Matt. That's a lot of stuff to put out. (laughs) You know what? You did a really nice job, too. (laughs) That's awesome. So everybody stay with me because later on, I'm going to be giving away a free hypnosis guide to all the listeners. Um, So stay tuned to that. So before we get rolling, this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist podcast is brought to you by Counseling and Therapy Associates. Counseling and Therapy Associates is a full-service outpatient mental health facility located in Taylor, Michigan, and provides therapy for adults, adolescents, children, and couples. Counseling and Therapy Associates has a staff of 11 fully licensed master's level therapists specializing in anxiety, depression, couples counseling, and many, many other issues. Visit counselingandtherapyassociates.com to view their website and discover possibilities to become a better you. So, back to it. 
So we are here again, back in studio for the second time. So I feel like it's becoming a habit. My producer, Matt Fox, is here with me. <laughs> Happy to be back, man. Yeah, we're, it's just, it's just kind of, I, I don't know, the studio vibe just makes things feel, I don't know, cooler. It's cooler in the studio. It is kind of cool in here, isn't yeah. it? No, it just, yeah, you know, just like, temperature-wise, yeah, it's cool. Well, the temperature is good, too. Oh, but, that, but oh, even like, that cool Yeah, wise. it just makes you feel cool being in a studio oh, rather enough. than just sitting in my office at a desk, which is where I'm always at. <laughs> Me, well, too. This is a good change. Yeah, it, it is. It's just more exciting. It's, it's nice to be back and not in the house. Yes, exactly. Yep. <laughs> so we're going to start off with, with my, my segment, which I'm going to continue to do because uh, I think it's a good one. We're going to start off with the winner of the week. That's how winning is done. Still, so, yeah, I know. It, it's, I don't think that's going to get old. We're going to no, use it a lot, not. and it won't get old. So this one, this one's a nice story, and it. And I think I told you in the last episode the reason I I wanted to do a segment like Winner of the Week is there's there's a lot of negativity, mm. there's a lot of worry, there's a lot of stress, and and it's just good to hear nice stories, things that are positive and uplifting, and just make people feel good. This is one of those stories. So this comes from St. Petersburg, Florida. For his 73rd birthday earlier this month, Pastor Bill Losasso, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right, hmm. Bill Losasso's daughter got him a gift that brought joy to hundreds of people. When he was 17, Losasso spent one day driving an ice cream truck. He had so much fun and would often reminisce about the experience with his family which is why his daughter thought to surprise him by renting the crazy ice cream truck mm -hmm. and handing him the keys. <laughs> by the end of the day, Lasasso, wearing gloves and a mask, had passed out hundreds of prepackaged ice creams to children and adults in St. Petersburg, Florida. Lasasso told Fox 13 he was able to relive my dream and was thrilled to have brought smiles to so many faces. It was really a cool birthday present, and I got to share it with all my friends here, he said. So, good job, Mr. Lasasso, 73-year-old Mr. Lasasso. I first read that, and my first thought was, uh, do you want to give him the keys for real? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, about age? the driving. About what age? 73? 73. Was yeah. it ice cream truck? Yeah. Oh, he's driving slow enough. He'd be all right. Well, well I, that's true. I never thought the ice cream truck goes really slow. The, he'd go insane <laughs> with the music, but. <laughs> yes. He probably would, but maybe maybe his hearing's not that great. I'm, only, I'm making that assumption. He's 73. I'm just saying. You can saying. only hear Greensleeve so many times. Right. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great story. This guy drove an ice cream truck once when he was 17, and um, I, at 73, it's great. It was a great story, and uh, that's why. Mr. Bill Lasasso and, well, his daughter also are the winners of the week. That's how winning is done. That's how winning is done. <laughs> so today I sh I'm going to share with you six things that you must, and I use the term must because these are requirements that you must know before you see a hypnotherapist. Um, a lot of people, as, as we have addressed in our last couple of podcasts, when we broke down how hypnosis works and we talked about fears and misconceptions, and a lot of those things go through people's minds when they're thinking about going to see a, a hypnotherapist. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this list of things is going to ensure that you have the best results for yourself. Because a lot of people, just like anything else, 
if you don't do your homework and you just, you know, if you just wander into a doctor's office, you, you don't know what you're getting right. sometimes. Same thing with hypnotherapists. And, I'm, and, and, and as we get into this, you're going to know why. Knowledge is the key here. And, and it's important that you do your research. And, and there are some things that may surprise you if you're looking to see a hypnotherapist mm. that are not that straightforward. The first one is, and this is, I think, because I put this at number one because this is the most important. And I want you to bear with me because I have to explain this and make it clear to people because this is a really big, um, I don't want to say misconception. I, I just don't think people know. Hyp hypnotists or hypnotherapists are not required to be licensed. Really? Correct. There is no governing body over hypnotists and hypnotherapists, hypnotherapists as a group or as a profession. Now, here, here's the difference, and, I'm, and I'll, I'll explain the difference between licensing and certification, and this will, this will make it clear for people. I am a prof licensed professional counselor. Okay. I went to school, got a bachelor's in psychology, got my master's in counseling, and because of that, and, and took my state exam, because of that, the state of Michigan licenses me to practice. I have a license to practice from the state. That license has to be renewed every year. You have to meet um, criteria such as no complaints, um, no um, uh, bad behaviors, uh, things like that. It's regulated. It's state regulated so that they just, – just as doctors would be regulated. Mm -hmm. If doctors do something silly or stupid, they could lose their license. Same thing with licensed therapists. And that would be, that would be applicable to licensed social workers, licensed counselors, licensed psychologists. Um, we'll kind of put them all in the same pool because they're all licensed by whatever state they practice in to do what they do. Hypnotists do not require licensure. Hypnotists get a certification. And a certification can come from one of hundreds of different organizations. So in the United States alone, I did I did some quick research on this. There are probably I and, and I'm I, I'm probably gonna say over a hundred places where you can get certified to be a hypnotist. The important thing to know is all of these organizations that do these certifications have different requirements. Some require in-person hours. Some require just online. Some programs are six months long. Some programs you can finish in a week or two. So, so it's important to know that, that if, if you have a hyp, hypnotist or hypnotherapist they are certified, and they'll say that, that I'm a certified hypnotist or hypnotherapist, but you have no idea where that certification came from. Mm. And the big point I want to drive home on this is that I am a hypnotherapist, I'm certified, but I'm also a licensed mental health professional. Anybody can get certified to be a hypnotist without any mental health background whatsoever. And that's the thing that you have to look out for. That's the thing that you have to make sure that you're okay with that. Now, I'm saying that there can't be good hypnotists or hypnotherapists. Mm. But for example, your next door neighbor might be a plumber. And he just decides, I, I want to learn hypnosis. So he can go online, find an online program, mm -hmm. finish their requirements within a couple of weeks, and become certified as a hypnotist. Mm. And then call himself a hypnotherapist. 
It's like getting a uh, marriage certificate or becoming an ordained. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's funny you say that because that's one of the things I talked about. Pretty much anyone you apply in line to become an or- ordained minister. Yeah. But what requirements did you go through? I now what, pronounce what? you legally yeah, sane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, so 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 again, I want to I want to hammer home this point. Hypnotherapists don't have to be licensed, but they do. But they are certified. But those certifications can vary mm. widely as far as what they had to do to get that certification. Gotcha. So the important thing to ask when you see a hypnotherapist, and, and here's the question, do you want to see somebody who is a, a mental health professional that's providing you hypnotherapy, or are you okay just seeing somebody that does hypnotherapy and doesn't have any mental health background? That's up to the listeners to decide, and I'm not promoting one over the other. But of course, as a mental health professional, I would recommend that you see somebody who also has a, is licensed to practice mental health. Right. I think it's safer. I think it's more regulated and, and it's just, I think it's going to be a better experience for you. I'd almost say even go as far as check the uh, insurance that you have Mm -hmm. to see what is covered under said insurance. Well, and that's an interesting point too, because most insurance companies will not cover hypnosis as a treatment. Right. Okay. Now, because I'm also a licensed therapist, I can see someone that comes into my office for anxiety, let's say. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. And I can use hypnosis during a therapy session, but because I'm a licensed therapist, it's being covered as a therapy session Mm -hmm. by their insurance company. Wow. Okay. So for me, hypnosis is a tool I use in therapy, but for hypnotherapists, that's their only tool. Gotcha. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Yes. And Jamie Flanagan just walked in the house. Nice to see him back in studio again. So again, to drive home this point, your hip, your hypnotist or hypnotherapist is certified, but they're not necessarily licensed to practice mental health. Now, I'm, I'm going to run through these quick. There, there are some state differentials that run through here. And I know I'm in Detroit, thus mm-hmm. the Motor City Hypnotist. Michigan doesn't have any requirements as far as hypnotist or hypnotherapist. Again, you can get certified in a week online, put up a shingle and open an office and say you're doing hypnotherapy. Right. There's there's no regulation whatsoever. Now, there are states that do have some regulations, and these vary from state to state, but I'm just going to read these real quick because if you live in one of these states, it's important to look up what the requirements are so that you know what requirements your hypnotherapist has to meet. So there are states, and there are 15 of them that have specific laws regarding hypnosis or hypnotherapy are California, Colorado, Connecticut, Florida, Idaho, Illinois, Minnesota, New Jersey, New Hampshire, New Mexico, Nevada, North Carolina, Rhode Island, Utah, and Washington. Wow. And and those might be as simple, the requirements might be as simple as they just have to register as a business. Mm-hmm. Or in the case of Florida in particular, you cannot call yourself a hypnotherapist unless you have a mental health degree. Hmm. So again... If you're in those states, it's important to look up those requirements. Any other state has no requirements whatsoever. So it's important to ask those questions. So again, we're, we're going to finish up on point one, and I'm spending a lot of time in this because this is the most important one. Right. If you see a hypnotherapist, ask them, are you licensed to practice mental health? They might say, no, I'm just a hypnotherapist. I'm certified. If you're okay with that, that's fine. But it's important that you know. Because most people, most lay people out there 
will just see, oh, I'm going to see a hypnotherapist. And the assumption is that they have some sort of a degree in mental health, which is not necessarily the case. Right. You would hope they did. I I would like to see that. And I I go to a lot of conferences. Well, the one main conference I go to every year in Vegas, Mm -hmm. which it's in Vegas. That's why I don't miss it. There (laughs) have to be (laughs) six, 800 hypnotists and hypnotherapists there. And probably less than half have any sort of mental health degree or training. They're just there for Vegas. They're there for Vegas and and they are doing hypnosis. But again, so for the listeners, just know what you want. And it's just important to know those facts. And it's fine if you just want to see a certified hypnotist knowing that they don't have a mental health background, but it's important that you know that. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second thing that you must know is how many years has your hypnotherapist been practicing? And that just comes down to experience. Like how many years have they been doing what they're doing? Mm Mm-hmm. Experience is one of the most important aspects to look for when you book someone. So ask them, um, what's your experience? How long have you been doing this? Where were you certified or where were you licensed if they're a mental health professional? Ask those questions because if somebody says to you, oh, yeah, I've been doing this for uh, six months. That's Hmm. not that's not necessarily bad, Hmm. but it but you owe it to yourself to have that information because maybe you want somebody that has been uh, doing this for a long time and has the experience that you would want them to have. Mm. So again, ask about experience in how many years your hypnotherapist has been practicing. Don't ask who they've treated. Ask how long they have been treating. Correct. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to add to that, um, Ask if they specialize in your specific thing. And I, actually, I'm overlapping. We're going to get to that. I jumped ahead. So we'll come back to that one. So again, ask about experience. Um, experiences is important and ask how long they've been practicing. The third thing that you must know is, does your hypnotherapist have reviews or are they willing to provide contact information for clients they've treated? And, and I know that sounds a little bit, um, a little bit iffy regarding privacy issues, but a lot of most of my clients who've come in for hypnosis, for let's say stopping smoking, losing weight, uh, for fears, phobias, to address anxiety, most of my clients that I see for hypnosis, they're more than happy to tell other people about it. In fact, I use specific clients for that reason. Because I, I want I want other people to know that I've done this and it's worked with other clients. So when you talk to your, your potential hypnotherapist, ask them, do they have reviews? Do they have specific clients that you can talk to about their experience? And this just goes back to any business. If you ask somebody, well, let's let's talk about restaurants. If somebody goes to a restaurant and they have a great experience and you ask them and they say, man, this was, yeah, the food was fantastic. The service was great. I would definitely go back there again. That's a great recommendation. It's a great promotion for the service that they received. You should be doing the same thing with your hypnotherapist. Hmm. If they're, if they're, if they're resistant to giving that, that should be a red flag for you. Or if they don't have any reviews on their, on their website, that's another red flag. Yeah. (laughs) I would imagine. Mm-hmm. I no one said a thing about this guy. He must be really good. <laughs> yeah, and and again, it could be a it could be a an issue where somebody just was just certified last week. They're just starting out. Right. 
but it's important that you know that. I'm not saying they cannot help you. It's just up to you on whether you want to see that person or not. Fair enough. And I, I'll drive back the point. Uh, knowledge is key. The more information you have, the better results you're going to get. Hmm. And it really sets up expectations as well. So again, that third point, what kind of experience does your, oh no, I'm sorry, that was the last one. The third point was, does your hypnotherapist have reviews or willing to provide information for you to talk to past clients? It's important to ask that one. So our fourth thing that you must know, and, and this one, we're going to spend a few minutes on this one because it's, it's, it seems counterintuitive. Does your hypnotherapist guarantee success? It, it, I'll, I'll use a comparison again, going to a doctor and him guaranteeing you that you're going to be fine. Hmm. Without the information and without knowing what's going on with you, it's impossible to make that guarantee. And, and I, I would even say it's, it's unethical and unprofessional for someone to claim that they can guarantee someone else's behavior. And, and this is where personal responsibility comes in. And I know, Matt, we talked last time about people who come and they're resistant to hypnosis. Right. If I guarantee to somebody, I guarantee that I'll, I guarantee that you'll not be a smoker when you leave here. Hmm. And they fight me the whole session and they're resistant, then I, I, I can't guarantee what their behavior is going to they be. They have to want to. They have to follow along and have to do what you recommend. It's like saying to somebody, I guarantee you'll lose weight. And then they don't follow your instructions and it's not going to happen. Right. So if somebody guarantees success, just be careful of that. I'm going to use the term red flags very often as we go along. Mm -hmm. And that's just another red flag. It's something to be aware of. Also be aware of um, therapists who, who claim high success rates. Now, again, that's a gray area because I can say that I've had good success. I don't keep data. I don't keep a spreadsheet. I, I don't have the specific metrics to say I'm at 88% right. you know, success rates. So you can say I've had success with something in before, but, but if, they, if they're using percentages or saying, yeah, I'm, I, eight out of nine people stop smoking. I, 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 I don't know if people can, I don't know if you could, could quantify that. Hmm. You keep copious notes, but you don't gather all that data to say how successful you have been. Well, and, and take, for example, somebody who comes in and they want to stop smoking. I spend one, two, maybe even three sessions with them. And then I may not hear from them again. Right. They, but they come I'm back a, two years later saying, Doc, I, I, right. I, I reverted back. I, I need or your help again. I never hear from them again. And they've just never smoked again. Exactly. So they haven't had to talk to me. See, there you so go. So my assumption is it's it's successful, mm-hmm. but I don't know that for sure because I haven't had a report back. I get that. Okay. That makes better. That makes sense. They don't, you don't want them to come back. Honestly, you want your job. To no, be done. exactly. And, and even, in, even doing typical therapy with clients, my job is not to have you coming to see me for the next three, four or five years. My job is to get you to the point where you don't have to come and see me. Mm-hmm. That should be the job of, or, or the goal of every therapist. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Is, absolutely. Is to, to en- enable people to be independent with their own therapy, with their own feelings, with their own issues. Got it. Um, one of the other things on this point, as far as guaranteeing success, this is, this is the way I put it. 
I say, if you follow my instructions, if you do what I say, it is likely that we're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And that's, that is the best I can say to somebody as far as, as results. If, if, if the person does exactly what I tell them to do and follows all of the steps that I give them, there's a pretty good chance they're going to reach what they want, want to achieve. But again, as, as a hypnotist or as a therapist, I can't guarantee their behavior. Right. So again, be, be wary of somebody who guarantees success. Okay, let's move on. The next point, and this I think we're on point five. Point five or point six? Point five? Yep, I think we're on point five. Fair enough. Let's, re- let's review quickly right. since we have a little bit of time. Yeah. Point one was, is your hypnotherapist licensed or certified? That was the big one. Mm-hmm. How many, what kind of experience or how many years have you been practicing? Does your hypnotherapist have reviews or willing to provide contact information? Does your hypnotherapist guarantee success, which we just covered? And then this one is, does your therapist have experience in your specific issue? Now, I know friends of mine that specialize in one specific thing. I, 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 got a, I have a, a colleague who lives in Canada. He's, he's known as the smoking guy. That's his website. Oh, okay. That's, what, that, that's, that's a population he pitches to. That's who he sells to. That's who he promotes to. And that's what he does. That's what he does every day. I didn't know if he was a barbecue guy or if he'd walk <laughs> he into a, bar- a room and just yep. be, you know, just hot, you know? <laughs> he, he could, yeah, he could be a barbecue guy, you know? <laughs> I'm very important. <laughs> <laughs> but he's called, he's called the, he's called the stop smoking guy. And his specific population is to help people stop smoking. Now, somebody might come to him for like a phobia, for instance. Hmm. And, and if he says, well, you know what? All of everyone I see, I see for, for smoking cessation, but I'll see you for this. Again, he doesn't specialize in that, so he probably hasn't had a lot of experience in that area. Gotcha. So again, make sure that your hypnotherapist has experience with your specific issue. And, and these are questions you need to ask straight to, the, to that person. It, it's, I know many people might not be assertive, or they might think it's... It, Again, we go back to the doctor example. Many people don't feel like they can ask questions because they don't want to feel stupid or they don't want to feel like they're questioning the doctor because he's the professional. Mm-hmm. But you as a client paying for a service, you should be asking all of the questions that you can to make sure that your success rate or your uh, experience is going to be a positive one mm-hmm. because otherwise you just don't know what you're getting. And the sixth thing you must know is, does your hypnotherapist have liability or malpractice insurance? Right. And, and I know that one is a, it would seem like common sense, but because if somebody's a hypnotist or hypnotherapist and they're not a licensed mental health professional, mm-hmm. there's no requirement for them to have malpractice insurance because they're not governed by any right. Me... As a licensed professional counselor, having a license from the state of Michigan, I have to carry malpractice insurance. It's a, it's a requirement. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's just professionally better for me to do that right. because it protects me and my clients as yeah, well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes, ask if your hypnotherapist has liability or malpractice insurance. If you get a blank look or they just say, 
nothing, then th- that's a that's an issue. Yeah, that's that's a what did you call it? A red flag? Yeah, that that is a red flag. <laughs> yes. Wait a minute. This could be some kind of scam or possibly scamola. Yeah, exactly right. So again, ask those questions. These are important questions. And and again, the first one being probably the most important. Find out if your hypnotherapist is a mental health professional and is licensed to practice. That's a big one. And and I'm not I don't want to criticize the people who don't have a mental health degree, but but hypnosis is a therapeutic procedure. And even if I'm working with somebody just on stopping smoking, they they'll sometimes get into that relaxed state and they might have a memory. They might have a a think of another issue and it might be what it's what we call an ab reaction. Mm. And if you're not a mental health professional, you're not equipped to handle that sitting there in that position at that time. So I know we're close to wrapping up here. So in conclusion, I just want to say a hypnotherapist is like any other therapist or professional. You need to have a good working relationship that is trusting and secure. And you need to know that this therapist is qualified to help you reach your goal, whatever that goal is. Mm You know, and I don't want to minimize it, even if it's you just want to stop smoking, which is a good thing. Or if you have childhood trauma that you want to get over, whatever it is, the issue is your issue. And you want to make sure that you're in the best position to succeed. If something doesn't feel right, go with your gut on this. And and again, I want you to be safe and I want you to, to see, I want you to have the best outcome possible for your situation. So again, ask these questions. Go through this list. And in fact, what I'm going to do is I'm going to post on the show notes a link to this list of these musts that you must do before you see a hypnotherapist, along with that free hypnosis guide that will be available. So look for that in the show notes and also on the Facebook page. And uh, both of those links will be available. And, and that way you'll, you'll be ready. You can have that list in front of you. And when you call to make that appointment with your hypnotherapist, you can just go right down the list and ask these questions. And if you get to the end and they're all yeses, you're you probably go. in pretty good, pretty good shape. Fantastic. Awesome. Thanks for all that. Yes, absolutely. So thank you for sticking around again. I, this is an important one because, again, I want people to be safe. Uh, we are going to be back on our next episode. And I'm excited because next episode we're going to be talking about the secrets of stage hypnosis. If you've ever seen a hypnosis stage show, or or even if you haven't, I'm going to tell you exactly how they work and the secrets hypnotists use to make their show successful and entertaining. Change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. I'll see you soon. 